You know, something that we just don't see quite enough of in our city is smiles. You ever thought about that? I guess it's just because everyone is just so hurried. Everyone is so stressed out. No one has time to stop and smile. Or they're just so overwhelmed by how fast-paced life is that they just can't stop and smile. You know, one of the things that was eliminated uh, from us during the pandemic, quite literally, was smiles. Think about it. Every, everybody's smile was hidden behind a mask. And it was so funny to see the creativity of some people and how they figured out some ways to demonstrate their smiles. I got some pictures of them right here. At least I thought it was kind of funny the way they did that. Also, these TikTok videos began to trend. I don't know if you guys heard about this. People that were attempting to master the art of fake smiling. Have you guys seen this? People actually practice smiling with their eyes. Check out this clip, this TikTok right here. Smiles are usually birthed from a place of joy and happiness. No one teaches a baby how to smile. They just naturally know how to do it. And especially during this time of year, it's something that we hope to see and experience. Right? Christmas time is when we want to see smiles and we want to give smiles and experience smiles ourselves. Though, of course, we know that realistically, this is just not, it's not always the case. You know, last week we held our Angel Tree Christmas party. By the way, thank you to everybody who contributed to making that a special evening. But this was when we invited some families from our community who have incarcerated parents. And we had a dinner together. We spent time together eating food. Um, We passed out some gifts. And the most exciting part of the evening for me was watching the kids open up their gifts and give us huge smiles. You know, all the stress and all the anxiety in preparing the event, cooking the food, making sure that the gifts got in, it was all worth it when I saw those smiles. If smiles are birthed from a place of joy and happiness, then I believe that as followers of Jesus, that we ought to have the biggest smiles around. We ought to because we have the greatest news ever. And and don't mishear me. It's not that because we're Christians, we're too blessed to be stressed. That's not what I'm saying at all. But because we have Jesus and because Jesus gives us a joy that surpasses all understanding, we can have the best smiles around. Well, in our Christmas series, we've been looking at a few songs and scenes from the Netflix movie Jingle Jangle. And in today's clip, our main man, Jeronicus, he's down and you could say he's even depressed. He's lost the invention that was going to change all his fortunes. He's abandoned and betrayed by his apprentice. And we also learned that his wife uh, has has passed away. He lost the love of his life. And all of this causes him to lose his inventing magic. The profound sadness begins to impact all of his remaining relationships, including his daughter. And she decides that it's best for him and for her that she moves away. He changes his store that was full of all these magical inventions, jangling things. He changes it from a shop of inventions to a pawn shop. And he goes on living his miserable life sad and alone. Some of you perhaps find yourself right there. You find yourselves in a moment in a season of life where you feel just like him. You find yourself in a similar season of life like Jeronicus. You're down, you're overwhelmed with sadness, you're confused and you're upset. Well, I hope that today I might be able to bring you a little bit of encouragement. I might be able to lift up your spirits just a little bit and give you a reason to smile. Well, Jeronicus catches the eye of a stubborn male lady and she just won't leave him alone. She keeps making extra trips 
to drop off his mail. She's, she's able to see something beyond his depressed exterior. And she wants to see the real Geronicus. She knows that hidden behind his rough exterior is a smile. Check out this clip right here. Are you drunk? Now, I don't know if you guys caught that, but in this song, she says, because the world needs to see you smile. Yes, it does. Because the smile, because your smile shines for miles and miles. And I'd like to say to all of us today that our community, that our neighbors, that our families need to see us smile. So here's what I want to do today. I want us to perfect the art of smiling because the truth is that we have the best reason to smile. We have something that is better than hitting the lotto. We have something that is better than landing that dream job or better than marrying your Prince Charming or your Sleeping Beauty. We have something that is better than the Mets winning the championship. And Lord knows how long that's been. We have something that is way better. We can smile because of Jesus. We can experience joy because of Jesus. Here's what the Bible says in the book of Proverbs. I want to encourage you guys to read this verse out loud with me, wherever you are. Read it with me. Ready, go. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. You know, some of you tuned in to church online today. Some of you are attending worship today and you feel like a bag of dried up bones. I'm praying that by the power of the Holy Spirit that you'll leave with a smile today, with a joyful heart, because the Bible says that that's good medicine. Our great physician, Jesus, has given us a prescription, and today it involves smiling. So for the rest of our time, I want to give you a few reasons as to why we can smile. As followers of Jesus, why it is imperative that we smile. We can smile because, number one, we are a light in darkness. You know, a common thread that we see throughout the New Testament as followers of Jesus is that we are to stand out against the backdrop of the world. The way a white speck sticks out on a dark wall, we should stick out amongst a dark world. And Jesus taught this clearly in one of his most famous teachings. It's called the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5. Look at what he says. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. He said, you are the light of the world. 
No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand and gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Can I give you guys a great way to light up the streets of Bushwick? You can light up the streets of our neighborhood with your smile. Do you know how much that would stick out? Against the backdrop of a sea of people that are hurried and stressed and upset and angst and, and on edge and rushed. One simple way that we could live our lives as a city on a hill is if we demonstrated to our neighbors how deep the Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure, by giving people smiles, showing them our smiles. One of the things I often tell our teams when they come up here to serve uh, with us and to love and serve our neighbors, I always tell them this. If you're happy and you know it, tell your face because no one can tell unless you smile. What if we would light up our block the way that we have the only lit tree on Stanhope? What if the tree that we have outside is symbolic of the light that we're supposed to be? The way our tree illum illuminates the block at night, we should illuminate with our smiles. What if... Our smiles were a small way, a small way of bringing light. The second reason that we can smile, number two, is because we have good news. You guys know this. We're constantly surrounded by bad news all the time. Every time you read a headline, it's about another murder. It's about another stolen package. It's about another crazy person on the subway. And you know what's sad? Is that as New Yorkers, we hear about this so often that we're almost numb to it completely. The latest bad news the worst news ever. You guys don't know what it is? Have you heard about this? There's a cream cheese shortage. They're begging us to not bake cheesecakes this Christmas. Can you believe it? We, we have cream cheese every Sunday at church. What are we going to do? Look at all these headlines. Can you count how many times you've received, seen, or heard bad news this week? The truth is that it's probably so often you're completely numb to it. However, in a world full of bad news... We can smile because we have good news. And I love what the book of Proverbs says in Proverbs chapter 25, verse 25. It says, like cold water to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. Have you ever been super thirsty? You know what I'm talking about? Like you feel like your mouth is on fire and you're swallowing sandpaper. How does it feel when you finally quench that thirst? Such a relief, right? That's what receiving good news is like. And as followers of Christ, we have the greatest news told to mankind. In fact, we took a look at this passage last week, but within the Christmas narrative, we, have, uh, we, we read about the angels appearing before some lowly shepherds. And it's so important that these characters are mentioned in the scriptures because the shepherds were humble people. They spent all their time with animals. Have you ever been to a petting zoo? You know that smell that's there? That's what they would have smelled like. And, and oftentimes they would miss out on worship because their job was just so all-encompassing. So the angels appear to these humble people, to this, to this lowly group. And at first when they see them, they're afraid. But then all of a sudden they hear these words in Luke chapter 2. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. The good news shared to the shepherds is the same good news for us today as well. This is the whole reason we remember and the whole reason we celebrate Christmas. 
The rest of the world goes nuts for gifts. The rest of the world goes nuts for, for shopping and sightseeing and, and vacation and eggnog and parties and drunkenness and new recipes. But as followers of Jesus, you know what we go nuts for? We go nuts for Jesus because God became man. He entered in the most lowly, in the most gentle, the most humble way possible. He enters his creation as an infant. I know that we're constantly surrounded by bad news and negativities, but guys, Jesus was born. Not only was he born, but Jesus lived a perfect and sinless life. And not only that, but Jesus carried our sin debt. The debt that we owe to God, he carried it for us and, and paid our penalty. Jesus died in our place. He shed his blood. His body was broken for us. The Bible says that the chastisement of our sin was upon his back so that by his stripes we may be healed. And then not only did he die, but Jesus conquered the grave. Meaning that not only do we have forgiveness of sin, but we also have the promise of eternity. And it also means that we have an abundant life that is made available to us right now. Guys, I don't know about you guys, but that sounds like good news to me. We have a reason to smile. We have a reason to celebrate. And hopefully, with that smile, we can share the good news with our neighbors. Here's the third reason we can smile. We can smile because it's contagious. You know, when you walk with this disposition, there's something about, about it that can, can be spread to others. A smile is disarming. If someone approaches you with caution or skepticism, a smile can help bring the guards down. And in the process, you can spread the smile to others. The psalmist uh, helps us see a question that many people are asking. Maybe you came in asking the same question. Check out Psalms chapter 4, verse 6. Many are asking, who can show us anything good? Let the light of your face shine upon us, Lord. Guys, the people that you encounter every day, your neighbors, your coworkers, your friends, and your family, they're asking this question. Who can show us anything good? Because we're surrounded by a world that is overrun by, by overrun and rampant with sin. What is our response? What is our prayer? Our prayer and our response should be, Lord, let the light of your face shine upon me. Lord, I'm surrounded by darkness. I'm surrounded by negativity and vulgarity and sin. Let your light shine upon me. And if it does, if it does, our face will shine with God's goodness. And when that does, others will take notice and we can hopefully spread the joy of the Lord to them. Proverbs 10 verse 28 says this, The hope of the righteous brings joy, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. You know, as followers of Christ, we have that hope, the hope of the righteous. And much of the world and much of our community has been drained of hope. Maybe you came in here today and you feel like all hope has been sucked out of your soul. Much of our country and all over the world for the past two years, we have been overcome uh, by fear of a sickness because it's so deadly and contagious. What if we began spreading something else in our world that is so overcome and so overwhelmed by fear and tragedy? What if our hope became more infectious than some virus? What if we allowed the hope to so permeate our soul that it would translate to a reaction on our faces through a smile? Here's the last thing for today. Number four, we can smile because God smiles on us. Did you ever consider God smiling on us? Some of you have a perception of God as mean and angry, upset, judgmental all the time. You know, we, we have some kind of perception of God like he's some divine Scrooge or Grinch. But the scriptures say that he smiles on us, that he rejoices and delights in us. In the passage that we're about to read, the Israelites had disobeyed God again. 
and dishonored God again and rejected God again. And that decision led them down to some dark and dire consequences. By the way, it's so funny that we blame God for things in our life when it's our fault that we got there. Don't we do that so often? We often yell at God to deliver us from a situation that we've put ourselves in. Well, that's where the Israelites are in this, in this passage we're about to read. But God promises deliverance for His people. That's what God does for us. We dig a ditch and we fall into our own ditch over and over again. But God in His mercy and gentleness constantly pulls us out. And so this passage that we're about to read is prophetic of what He would do for us. We also, like the Israelites did, we reject God because of sin. But He steps in to deliver us time and time again. He rescues us from our own selves. Look at what it says in the book of Zephaniah, chapter 3, verse 16 and on. On that day, the announcement to Jerusalem will be, Cheer up, Zion. The announcement for us today, Swerve, is, Cheer up, Swerve. Don't be afraid, for the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With His love, He will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. The picture that the prophet paints of God is as our mighty Savior. He says, the Lord your God is living among you. And that idea of being among us is ultimately fulfilled in Jesus. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. And then after His death and resurrection and ascension, we have the Holy Spirit who is God within us, God empowering us, God with us. The picture that is painted here is one of God that perhaps you've never thought of before. It is God taking the light in us and for us and with us in gladness. And this is essentially a picture of God smiling over you. Are you fearful of the future? Are you fearful of death and disease? The prophet says that his love will calm all your fears and, 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 and gives us this beautiful picture of God rejoicing over us and singing over us. You know, the most beautiful and peaceful place for an infant in the entire world is to be in the loving arms of his or her parents as they swaddle them and as they sing them a lullaby. Even if they don't sing very good, you don't have to be the best singer. But for the infant, that's the best, that's the most peaceful, that is the most secure and serene place in the entire world. That's the picture we have of God towards us. He's rejoicing over us. He's singing over us. He is delighting in us, not because of anything that we can do, no more than an infant can do anything to earn the affection of the parents that are swaddling him, simply because he is a loving father. Guys, God smiles on us, and you have a reason to smile, because the world needs to see you smile. Your smile shines from miles and miles. So let's light up Bushwick with the love of God, with the compassion of God, with the mercy of God, as He smiles on us, let our faces smile and radiate the goodness of God. The most powerful demonstration of this is found in the person and work of Jesus, who died in our place and conquered the grave so that we can receive God's mercy. And if you're here today and you've yet to experience that and want to, all you have to do is put your faith in Him. That's my encouragement for you this Christmas season. Swerve, we have a reason to smile. So let's not hesitate. Let us show off God's goodness, the hope that we have found in Jesus. We have a reason to celebrate. We have a reason to be joyful. Let that 
shine. Let the, the God's goodness shine upon our faces and let's light up the streets of Bushwick with our smiles. Let's pray. God, I pray that you would help us to be light in darkness, that as we're surrounded by darkness all over us, Father, that we may be full of your light. God, help us to remember the good news as we're surrounded constantly by bad news and negative headlines. Help us remember the good news, the good news of Jesus Christ, that good news of great joy. Lord, I pray that you may that the light that you shine within us be ever so contagious to others. God, that it may spread to others, may we spread hope to others. And God, we know that we don't deserve it, but we thank you for smiling on us, for delighting in us, for singing over us. And we thank you and we praise you for that this Christmas season. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.